Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice today at www.audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. Welcome to Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover, episode 24. You're listening to the number one video game podcast on the internet that features my best friends. I'm one of your hosts, Adam Redding. Joining me is Mike, totally called it, Lopez. Yeah, I, I'm always right. That's the important <laughs> and, part. <laughs> and here's what he totally called. David went crawling back to Destiny Tate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike knew it was going to happen. And then his prophecy came true. It's almost true. immediately. Hey, by the way, almost <laughs> immediately. By the way, you're listening to Adam keeping things on the rails. Reading. Oh my! Oh, Adam got a nickname. I got Adam a nickname. Got a, Only yeah, my, second, my second. My second nickname. Yeah. yeah, and he knows this because he made a gigantic spreadsheet of everything that we've ever talked about on the show. Everything we've ever done, so that way we can be sure to keep it fresh for you, the listener of the Super right. Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Podcast, which comes to you every 14 nights with each of us coming to the table with one burning topic from the world of gaming. This first. is going to be a silly one, guys. I already, <laughs> I'm derailing things already. I, oh, I'm very tired. I've been working overtime for like over a week now, even on the weekends. <laughs> So even on the weekends, here comes overtime. loopy David. <laughs> All right. So what are you guys playing? Uh, well, gee, I wonder if anyone can guess what I've been playing this last week. You've been playing nothing. <laughs> well, you've been working overtime. I have been working a lot, but I've been coming home. Um, He's been playing that game called Count All Your Money. <laughs> well, no, that'll be a <laughs> couple make weeks a lock, before that comes in. But. Pack it tightly into a nice locking briefcase. <laughs> yes, that's the game I've been playing, guys. It's been really fun. Uh, no, um, so I've been playing a little Destiny uh, when I've had some time to myself, um, and I'm actually enjoying it. Now, here's the reason why: two reasons. Mm-hmm. One, uh, I hadn't played it since last year, um, and a whole expansion has come out since then. Yeah, so true. I uh, and they've changed the game a lot since then too. So I wanted to just see what was going on and. There's a new expansion coming out that I have not pre-ordered, and I will not pre-order. <laughs> um, and if it comes out and it has you know decent reviews, then I'll get it. If it uh, if it comes out and it has bad reviews, I will not. It's oh as my. simple as that. You've taken a stand. I've taken a stand. So, but you know, I'm having there. So there's a lot to have fun with in Destiny, mm, and uh, mm. and you know because they've changed some of the loot to be a little less frustrating. Um, yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I, I've actually been having some fun. So that's good. Good times. That's, that's what I've been playing. What about you, Miguel? Um, still kind of plugging away on that Persona 4 Golden uh, Platinum run. It's going to mm-hmm. take a while, though. I mean, so just little by little. I'm finishing up Sherlock. I have like one or two cases left of Sherlock. I'll probably platinum that game because I checked the trophies out, and it looks like I'm going to probably platinum it on my first run. Oh, wow. Uh, I did platinum sound shapes. That, was, that, man, that game was so good. The triple plat. The triple plat, yeah. So I can I can confirm that if you own a PS3 and a Vita, as well as your PS4, uh, if you cloud sync and load your game across all three platforms, you will pop three separate platinums. So that's super awesome. <laughs> wow. Three, I mean, that's, that's heaven for you. I just really, I know, it felt so good. It felt so good. <laughs> yeah. Free platinums. 
Um, <laughs> I I played a touch, just a touch of Diablo three. Got it for mm, my birthday. Yes. Super fun. I'm gonna wait and just co-op that with you guys whenever. Oh yeah, whenever That's we have time. Awesome. Oh yeah, I we ch- should do that soon. I'm excited. Yeah, stop working all the time, David, and let's play Diablo three. I great. I well, first of all, I can't wait to tell you guys what I'm working on. I can't tell you yet. But it'll be soon. Oh, secret, secret stuff. stuff. There's a yeah. lot of nerd cred involved in this thing. Ooh, so. I like nerd cred. <laughs> yeah. And it's a TV show. I can tell you that. It's my oh. first TV show I've ever worked on. So it's pretty cool. Oh, congratulations, buddy. And uh, and I think maybe you'll think that my all this time was worth it. So I hope those so. Are, those are the three, <laughs> yeah. three yeah. things I'll say. <laughs> that so sounds pretty sweet. This, uh, this last weekend uh, from the day we're recording, this was... Uh, my birthday weekend. Indeed. Birthday! Yay! Had a straight up Super Best Friends video game sleepover. That mm. I was not able to attend. I, you were invited, but you flaked. It's fine. I was working the whole day, so. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> sure. Uh, work's more important than me. It's okay. <laughs> what you did miss out on, though, you missed out on some Rocket League. Some That's hardcore Rocket League. So, oh, the hardcore kind. Oh, man, it was yeah. so good. So for, for everyone who does not, well, you know, follow every word I say on Twitter, <laughs> which I know. And who is this? Who, who <laughs> Almost very nobody. Few, with very few breath, people. Yeah. That's <laughs> very few people we're talking to at the moment. So I kind of made a deal with, uh, with all my friends that were coming to my birthday and said, Hey, rocket league, we've all got it. Cause it's a PlayStation plus deal. Don't mm-hmm. play it. I want, I want to start a game up. I want us all to hop in and I want nobody to have any experience with this game. <laughs> so we literally started our first game like, okay, what button is gas? Like the game yeah. is already going and we don't know what, we don't know what any of the controls are. Um, I did record our first game, David, like you asked me to. Oh, nice. So I, I recorded it. Maybe we can get some commentary going over it. Um, but I'm I sure we won. Watches it, I think we did. Uh, I think everyone who watched it would be frustrated, like, why aren't you guys using the dodge mechanic or, or you know, <laughs> I didn't know it existed. I, we had no idea. I didn't read the instructions. I didn't do the <laughs> no. We just jumped <laughs> we in. Oh, man, that's going to be How so fun to watch. Well, we watched, we played the rookie mode and we totally crushed it. It was like, ah, we, yeah, we, we got played this like game. three games in a row and we yeah. were just like, man, we keep winning. We're unstoppable. Just bump it up to pro <laughs> mode. How hard could it be? Yeah. One mode up. <laughs> It was like seven <laughs> losses in a row. Oh, yeah. We was, finally won, and we're like, okay, we're done. We quit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of like Heroes of the Storm when you're uh, playing, uh, what do they call it? Co-op? Do they, is that what they call it? Um, where you're versus AI. Oh, yeah, and sure. it's yeah. like, oh, man, I'm winning every single game. Yeah. I'm so good at this. And then you pop into a game against people, and you just get completely destroyed. Just annihilated. All the time. Yeah, it's like, it was almost like that little brother playing against his older brother at a video <laughs> game thing where, like, I know that from experience where I would lose and lose and lose and lose, and I finally win. I'm like, okay, I quit. I'm done. I want to leave happy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and but, uh, uh, last thing, I did get that Batman. Oh, yes. I, I played about an hour and a half of it, and I'm going to play a whole bunch of it, but yeah, I was just really busy today. So, yeah. That's that. You're going to get a lot of Batman news from me on the Twitter. It's probably not as much on the podcast because we probably talk Batman to death at this point. But <laughs> hey, guys, just so know about I'm Batman. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we brought up Batman. <laughs> now it's time for the Batcast. Are oh, you did ready? We, uh, did we spoil? How about this, Mike? Did we spoil Batman for you at all with all of our talk about it? Well, he won't know yet. Oh, you haven't played. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it could all been dirty, dirty lies for, for all I know. Uh, I am looking forward to the uh, the '80s like hair band uh, metal guy you guys were talking about <laughs> doing a limousine yeah. voice. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Firefly was. His, I, his I'm name? probably looking forward no, to that the most now. Wait, is that his name? 
Firefly. Yeah, yeah, Firefly. yeah. I, I sure. Why not? I haven't played it. I don't know. <laughs> I was going crazy just for a second, though. So <laughs> just for a second. I've monopolized so, all this time. Adam, what are you playing? Okay, so of course, Rocket League at the in-person SBF VGS. Um, which I sadly could not sleep over for. I couldn't oh, be so disappointed. I know. Don't, I had to. Other, I had to go home and be responsible. Other people <sighs> slept over that. I know, and I could have. I, I could have gotten in on some of that sweet uh, Diablo three action. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You missed. Not. You missed Diablo three. You got Rocket yeah. League, but you missed Diablo three, and you missed cuddling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <which is> like <laughs> the best part. Yeah, it's a, it's know, like I, one of the best parts of the sleepover. One of I, the. <laughs> well, Rocket League was pretty great. Oh, I see. So, um, other outside of the spooning, Rocket League was great. Um, <laughs> also, I was telling my boy, we were sitting there playing Batman. This is a couple weeks back now. We're sitting there playing Batman, and he's like, is there a Spider-Man game like this? And I said, sadly, boy, there is not. There's no one has ever made a Spider-Man game as good as this. And then I, and then I checked myself, and I said, wait a second. Did you wreck yourself? I I, di- I nearly wrecked myself, but I checked myself first. <laughs> okay, luckily, luckily. that was close. But, so I, I I said, wait a second. Now, in the early two thousands, there was a game developed by the Treyarch Studios called Spiderman Two. Yeah, I've heard that's pretty good actually. Spider Man Two, and I I was telling my boy about it. And I was like, the greatest Spider Man game that has ever been made. And I said, it's old, and the graphics won't look great anymore, but it's a really fun game. So, next thing you know, he he goes to bed, and I find myself on jjgames.com, where you can... I had to give them a plug, because I was so happy with the service. I found that game, the Xbox version of it, for $4. Wow. Free shipping. Wow. It came to my house pretty speedy. I think I got it in, like, five days. Um, it shows up. I pop it in my 360. I had to download a little update, you know, to make... Because it's... it's you're basically using the 360's backwards compatibility to play the original Xbox game. Um, Wait, I didn't even know the 360 had backwards compatibility. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like the way the Xbox One is doing it, where there's like a, an approved list that oh. have a, a little patch you can download, or a little emulation package you can download, and huh. then you can play it. So, yeah, know? so I got it all up and running, played some Spider-Man 2, and it's awesome still, and I love it. So, wow. um, he doesn't know. So if he's listening to this podcast right now, he probably just found out. Also, um, if he's listening to this podcast, <laughs> hey, Adam's boy. Yeah. Hey, Elliot. Oh, okay, um, I wasn't sure if you were saying his name or not, so. Yeah, hey, oh, Elliot. Yeah, that's all right. I don't care. So um, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, cool stuff. I, I got for $4, I got Spider-Man 2. We're probably going to end up playing it at his Spider-Man-themed birthday party, so oh, it'll be good times. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, Rocket League, Spider-Man 2, and then, of course... Of course, The Witcher 3 still. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm so loving, excited you're playing that now. Oh, I love that game so much. I, I was telling Mike, it's kind of early to, to gauge it, but right now, against all odds, I think it might be my game of the year right now. So, I, I mean, I say against all odds because I just finished a Batman game for crying out loud, but I don't know. There's something about The Witcher 3 that I just love like crazy. So, um, <laughs> we'll see if, it, if, if that enthusiasm holds out. I'm probably like eight, ten hours in right now. Um, so we'll see. We'll see after a hundred hours, if I still feel the same, but. (laughs) Oh, that's something else I wanted to bring up. Um, I bought a GTX, an NVIDIA GTX 970, um, graphics card. And the first game I've decided to play on it is the Witcher three. Nice. Um, but I'm waiting for a freaking PC deal because so far it's still $60 and I, you know what? It's worth that $60 though. And you know what, David, I know you're worth it. 
<laughs> Am I worth it? Should I should I take some of that sweet sweet overtime cash? I think you should <laughs> buy The Witcher Three. Get Kraken. It's awesome. All right, so, <laughs> I'll I'll do that tonight just for you. All right. In the news, as of August thirtieth, Nintendo dropped the price of the two DS to ninety nine dollars and tossed in Mario Kart Seven. Now you mean tonight, as in like four four days ago, right? Three days ago. Tonight? Oh no, I said as of August thirtieth. Oh, I thought you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. So this podcast will come out on the 24th. So roughly one week later, you'll be able to score a 2DS and Mario Kart 7 for 100 bucks. That's crazy. That's an awesome deal. That is a pretty good deal. My wife has a 2DS, and she uh, she plays a lot of Link Between Worlds on it. And um, yeah, she loves that thing. It's a little smaller. Of course, the 3DS XL is still the best. You have the or the new maybe the no, new yeah, the new 3ds XL or whatever it's called <laughs> yeah the new 3ds they're crazy XL. naming schemes yeah, I don't know <laughs> you can't keep track of it all but the 2ds really cheap the screens are a little smaller but hey 99 bucks and you get Mario Kart so yeah that's pretty cool yeah, I mean that that would good. be pretty good for like you know one of your kids or something like yeah. hey happy birthday here's a you know 3ds or yeah, it's like yeah, like I know you wanted a 3DS XL, the new one, but here's a 2DS because I'm a bad father. <laughs> oh, gosh. Or I'm a fiscally responsible father. Yeah, I'm a frugal father. We'll we'll call it a frugal father. <laughs> meet in the middle. Just meet in the middle on that one. Um, also, Velocity 2X is now available on Xbox One and PC. So if you have not played that game yet, you need to get to it. It's really, really good. One of my favorite games of all time. Wow, of that's all high, time, of all that's time, high it's real we're, good. We're going to talk about this uh, later, it. and if it doesn't show up in the list, then I'll be pretty disappointed. A one of you, he'll oh, call shenanigans okay. on you. There's quotations, quotations, quotations. Quotations. It's like when the quotation marks are made of koi fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Clearly, that's what that means. Yeah, that <laughs> clearly. <makes sense. laughs> Perfect sense. So um, next on the list, we have um, yeah, The Witcher Three, right? It's a good game. Everyone loves yeah, it. Sure. All of the free DLC for The Witcher 3 is now out, which culminated in the new game plus mode, um, which I'm hearing is actually really tough. Uh, according to Kotaku, they're saying that like even the first fight, I think the enemies were like level 31. Oh, wow. Or something. So they're pretty, they're pretty kicking. Um, but they're saying like even just one of the opening parts of the game, um, you beat up a, a few dudes outside of a bar. Spoilers. And, um, and I think they said they got like, like over 600 XP just for that little fist fight. Wow. The XP is way ramped up. The levels are way ramped up. Uh, sounds like a good time. If you already beat the game and you're going to delve back in. I'm definitely uh, doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And then, uh, destiny. Okay. Let's talk a little destiny. Cause I know David, you're playing it again. Yeah, I'm playing it again. Uh, and it's kind of to (laughs) beat, to get ready for, um, the The taking king in case it's good. Yeah, so that comes out on the 15th, you know, in just under a month. Um, the cool thing is, even if you don't buy The Taken King, uh, the game is about to get much better for everybody. So yeah. I, I read that uh, basically the new leveling system will apply with the 2.0 update. So your level won't be dependent on light count and loot drops anymore. It's just good old-fashioned XP. Which I am pretty happy about because it's ridiculous waiting on... Um, well, I mean, I guess it's not that ridiculous. Um, right now, how you have to get to the maximum level is, um, you have to basically play a whole lot Mm -hmm. and, um, who wants to do that? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, no, you, you know, it's pretty fun, but uh, right, especially right. with the two, the two content, the two DLCs that have happened mm-hmm. already, um, there's already a lot more to do to level up, like to like, it, you know, people call it grinding, like to grind your way up to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, basically you're trying to get like Vanguard marks or crucible marks or, or, some other various currency that you can buy armor with, which will help you get to the higher level. Dinklebot marks? <laughs> no, there are no Dinklebot marks. Also, All they're right. trying to figure out what they're going to call the uh, Nolan North bot. I forget. They, one of them was like North bot, which uh, that might work, but it's not quite as catchy as Dinklebot. It's not, it's not as catchy. <laughs> but I, I kind of like that. Is this going to be good old-fashioned XP? Because that's the way the good Lord intended <laughs> That's right. I mean, clearly we level up, so why can't our uh, characters level up the same way we do? So Well, and plus I think it'll be, you know, cuz every every time they release a new expansion, it seems like, "Oh, uh what's his name? The marketplace dude Zer is just selling your favorite gun that you worked for millions of hours to get." <laughs> He's just selling it. Yeah, it's just like he just plopped down some cash and you have it now. And it's just like cuz they want to, you know, uh incentivize all the new gear that's in that uh, that new um expansion so it seems like people will be less upset about that kind of stuff now because it won't matter as much like yeah you want the good loot you want the good weapons but it's it's not um you know quite so it's not like you grinded you know months and months for it and then slap in the face now everyone has one (laughs) exactly um it'll be more like oh hey i like that one oh i like that one too oh this maybe i'll switch to this one now like that's they're going for more of a you know, you you choose the armor and weapons you want instead of you can only use the armor that you have that has the most XP. Yeah, yeah, or exactly. You, you lose levels. You know, so I, I like that. And uh, you're specifically referring to Gallerhorn, the, uh, yeah, the infamous exactly. rocket launcher that went on sale. And it's funny that it finally went on sale after almost a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just announced today, or well, I'm sorry, three days ago, <laughs> they just announced that <laughs> it's not. It's confirmed that Gallhorn is not getting updated for year two. So, you know, it, so it's going away. Well, it's not going away, but it will be less powerful than the new guns. Oh, I see. So it's funny because Bungie claims that Zer is random, but man, that is a pretty good coincidence. You're right. Uh, <laughs> you know, in Bungie's favor. So. I'm calling a little bit of shenanigans on that. (laughs) Yeah. So the only thing, you know, of course, no more Dinklebot, which is sort of sad, but maybe for the best. I think it's going to be for the best. I think uh, Bungie said they're going to show us this week in a Twitch broadcast some uh, story mode. Mm, So hopefully we'll get to hear. I I, want to hear what he sounds like. I'm curious. Yeah. So would it be weird if he was like doing his best Peter Dinklage impersonation and he sounded exactly the same? Like this is the vision for this character. We want you to sound exactly like this. And Nolan North is like, I can sound like anything you want me to sound like for that paycheck. You want me to sound like a two year old girl? I can do it. <laughs> so um, this one, David, you found this. This is pretty awesome. Uh, game Informer hosted a poll to get a feel for what the general favorite Final Fantasy games are. Um, really interesting. I, I looked at it and of course, you know, the biggest seller of the whole series, I, I believe at least is final fantasy seven. So it's no surprise that that's number one at just under 20%. Mm-hmm. Um, and right beneath that final fantasy six, cause that according to Mike is the true, it's the actual greatest, best one, right? the actual best one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was kind of interesting to see like some of the other honorable mentions of the very, well, I was the very first one rated higher than I would imagine. It was, yeah, me too. It, it rated way higher than, uh, part two and three it was, it was at uh four and a half percent um let's see 10 rated pretty highly 
um, mm. at 13%, which I, I, maybe it's just because that was the big Final Fantasy game on PS2. I, th- I feel like that people yeah. have. Yeah, I, mean, I, I know like, a lot of people that have played that game, and like the only other game I know a lot of people, the only other Final Fantasy game I know a lot of people that have played is uh, Seven. Yeah, so yeah, it I seems like, like six, seven, and ten are the ones that everyone has played, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I feel like uh, if you start playing RPGs like back in the NES and Super NES days, then you know Final Fantasy VI was really, really good. Uh, seven, I feel like, is really fondly remembered because it was a lot of people's first real RPG that they had ever mm-hmm. played. Like you got drawn in by like those uh, those CG cutscenes. That was like the first time we'd seen those kind of things being done. Mm-hmm. At least you know on on consoles. Uh, so I think that sucked a lot of people in. That was like their first RPG, so they really fondly remember that one. Mm-hmm. And then I think well, I think you're right, Adam. I think ten because it was the first PS2 Final Fantasy, and I think it was the first one to have voice acting in it. Oh, I don't yeah, know. Makes sense. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Uh, uh, well, then how come the first PS3? final fantasy didn't do very well on that well because i think i think if you follow that that correlation that seven wowed you because of its if its graphics maybe not the game so much and then the game too i loved the game okay (laughs) (laughs) um oh boy we're getting into uh mike is right territory (laughs) we see we have to because we talked destiny for so long and you'll notice i just i just glazed over i I don't like, know you those never words even mean. touched that game, so I don't know what I played the beta, of, actually. You know, uh, yeah, beta. that's true. And then you had a lot of fun in the beta. I think and you I played did. all by yourself on the PS3. I well, sure did. <laughs> I know, it was a lonely thing. It sure was. Uh, you know, maybe I, that's why I never kept going. But Yeah, but, you know, continue, continue, Yes, please. okay, so uh, I feel like that, that uh, trend continues. 10 is going to be a lot of people's first Final Fantasy, because, mm-hmm. you know, the PS2 may have been their first console. Mm-hmm. uh and on top of that it's like the first one that graphically was you know uh, you know amazing was a huge leap forward yeah and the first one's voice acting uh and then you i think by the time we get to the ps3 everyone's like no no i've fallen for this before <laughs> <laughs> that game probably isn't very good <laughs> you, do you guys want to wager a guess at what lightning returns final fantasy 13 got <laughs> oh gosh it's gotta it's gotta be low zero <laughs> percent so no oh, votes no. i don't know if that means no votes but it's like not enough to to register at one percent <laughs> oh man which apparently, is our, sad. apparently our, our friend josh did not uh did not vote he did not vote he likes that game he would have voted a hundred thousand times for it yeah he he told me multiple times you just play it get like 30 hours in and it starts to get really good <laughs> no no that was final fantasy 13 right because like this is i'm saying this is part three in the oh, lightning okay i gotcha saga. i gotcha so the, you know yeah, I, I just think that people are, were over it by that point. Yeah, as well, <laughs> they should found be. Lightning to be very interesting in the first place. So. No, you don't yeah. like her cool hair. Uh, Come not on, really. Man. But it, I mean, even <laughs> if I did like her hair, that doesn't mean I liked her as a character. People, some people have really awesome hair that are really boring. So, well, not enough belts. <laughs> not enough belts. That's <laughs> not the enough there. belts for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably it. All right, you guys want to do some Twitter questions? Please, let's do please. it. Oh man, crack my voice. <laughs> You're please, a man. Please, please, I'm becoming a man. You're a man, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> yes, it so, has. All right. Uh, first question comes from Aiden. Uh, would you like to see Naughty Dog create a new IP 
or continue a new look with either Uncharted or The Last of Us? Oh, this is a tough one. I it mean, because tough. technically, The Last of Us was a new IP. Right. Yeah. 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 And just because the console generation went on so long is probably why it was even on PS3. Yeah. You know? So it makes. I, I kind of. Of course, I want more Last of Us. I, I, I feel like I have to. I couldn't, in, in good conscience, say anything else. But I, I would be totally thrilled if they just came out at E3 or whatever and announced a brand new IP as well. You know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, think, I think, and this is sort of a cop-out, but it's also 100% true, I would be happy either way. Either, either they make a new Uncharted or, or Last of Us, or they announce a new game. Or they maybe even announce a new Jack and Daxter somehow, like they found a way to make it work. Or if they get the rights to Jack uh, Crash Bandicoot back, I'll you know, say, like, <laughs> I'll say that either one of those options I would not be happy about. Really, <laughs> really? Crash yeah. or, or Jack I love, and Daxter? Cause, and I loved Crash Bandicoot back in the day. Don't don't get me wrong, but I don't want I don't want uh, Naughty Dog doing that anymore like i feel like there are plenty of great studios out there that can make a character-based platformer and do a great job what i want from uh naughty dog is like this storytelling these characters these amazing well, what if they do that with crash that you can't I, yeah i don't know i don't know how serious like it i mean it wouldn't be serious but it would be it could be funny you know i guess so they were the first suit i mean jack and daxter kind of walked that line a little bit i know you, you didn't sound it doesn't sound like you played it but i did walk the line between crash and actually and uncharted pretty well i, I felt like well it, and it's, it's cool. kind of right in the middle yeah it's cool to see jack and daxter as they kind of matured too because that was the mm-hmm. first game that they started using i think it was precursor leg- uh legacy the first game that they needed to uh start investing more in like their storytelling and they started to experiment more with realistic cinematic camera angles and all this mm-hmm. cool stuff. So there's a lot of cool, um, history that's kind of built into that game. You can kind of see where, where uncharted ended up coming from, but yeah, those games. plus they like honed their technical expertise, exactly like, streaming the world off the disc so that it could well, be a even, huge sprawling open world. But even, you know, with the technical limitations of PS1, they, they were using that streaming technology for Crash Bandicoot. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, the whole level was streaming off the disc, and they were doing all kinds of, like, really advanced stuff for the PS1, like mesh uh, character models and stuff. Yeah, their anima- I remember the animation being actually, like, surprisingly good. Yeah, because, I mean, even... I remember seeing comparisons between, like, Mario 64 character models and the Crash character models, and the Crash ones were hands-down better, like, because mm-hmm. they were a full mesh of that character instead of like a sphere on top, you know, with yeah, like exactly. a, a cylinder and like two small mm-hmm. cylinders for arms, you know? Um, but yeah, so, I mean, they were doing amazing stuff even back then with the streaming and, and all this stuff. But yeah, uh, uh, what is it? Jack and Dexter, definitely you saw him developing more and more. And then I actually kind of almost forgot about Naughty Dog uh, between the PS2 and the PS3 just because yeah, a little bit because i i kind of you know i, st- I kind of lost interest in jack and daxter toward like oh jack three and jack the cart racer and like, <laughs> you know like i just i wasn't interested in those i was playing like metal gear you know and stuff like mm-hmm. that by that point resident evil 4 and stuff so um when they came out with uncharted then i was like oh they're still around and i still love them you know <laughs> yeah so I want to see, yeah, but, I, I yeah. would love to see a new IP from them, but I, I gotta say a little bit more. I want to see the uh, last of us too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think for a non cop out answer, I would say new IP personally. I, I am one of those purists that I feel like, um, the last of us 
would be great if it just stood on its own. I, and not to say I wouldn't play Last of Us 2, but I feel like it doesn't really even need a sequel. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, if if the if there's never another Last of Us game, I'm I'm totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't need more, you know, but I would I would love it. And I would buy it in a heartbeat. So. Yeah. Um, sounds like uh sounds like whatever they do is fine by us and i think yeah, right. that's a pretty good answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right the reformed gamer podcast trg podcast on the twitter um writes in would you rather play all video games from now on with sticky buttons or <laughs> play all video games from now on in 8-bit graphics <laughs> this is such a tough choice <laughs> see here's here's where i read this earlier and i was just like ah. Oh. <laughs> I, wrong, David. I hate sticky buttons it's, so it's, badly it's not a hard choice adam knows this once you have kids you are definitely playing every game from now on with sticky buttons <laughs> it's, true. it's so true my ps3 controllers died in a heartbeat like all the buttons were so sticky and it's like ah like, but you just power through it you know i powered through the last of us on sticky sticky buttons yeah. and i and i wouldn't have traded that for you know for anything so couldn't you couldn't you like designate one controller daddy's controller i and, did like, locked i locked it away i did i bought a new ps3 controller kind of late in the generation and said this is daddy's controller don't touch <laughs> <laughs> but if if you know all else fails and they all end up sticky and you have no choice in the matter but to play games on sticky controllers <laughs> what <laughs> would you rather do that or all 8-bit forever uh, i do uh. love i love some 8-bit but I don't love it. Come on. Like, I'm so sick of it. (laughs) Well, that's a topic for another time. Yeah, it really is. We had this topic earlier. (laughs) For an earlier podcast. (laughs) That's a topic for a previous podcast. You can't give up. Even if the buttons are going to be sticky, you're like, oh, you're just not going to play Uncharted 4, the new Tomb Raider, the new Fallout, huh? You're going to play those? Yeah, that's Yeah, you will. Yeah, I think sticky buttons is the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I would play all those games if, like, crucial buttons didn't work. Yeah. I would find a way. <laughs> so now, is this is there a right answer here, Adam? Have you decided which one of those is the correct answer? The correct answer is sticky buttons. All right. Yeah, All right. yeah. You got How it. How many right. points do we have? You got it correct. You're on the board. So are you uh, clapping? I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, I was clapping. Oh, for okay. you. It was a golf clap. It was very. Oh, quiet. it was really rapid. It was a very yeah. <laughs> fast-paced clap. And then Ryan, friend of the show. Oh, Ryan. Friend, he, near and dear I, to our hearts. Sorry, I haven't played any heroes lately, Ryan. I've been super busy. Yeah, me yeah. either. Yeah. So he says, in all your years of playing, which game was the one you were the best at? Ooh. My answer uh, actually relates to what I just said to him. I think of all the games I've played, I think that I'm the best at heroes. Really? Yeah, Heroes of the Storm. And you, you, found your, you found your niche. I think so, because... I loved StarCraft 2, but there was too much to handle. Mm, so this mm. is like just the hero part. Uh, actually, it's more like Warcraft 3, but you only have the hero and you don't have a little army with you. So I, I Dragging think, you down. Yeah. Slowing so like, you down, taking your glory. Because like, I don't remember lo- winning all the time on GoldenEye. I definitely didn't win all the time playing Halo. You um, won quite a bit on Killer Instinct. Back on the yeah, SNES. but I think as we played the game more and more, I started uh, lowering in the ranks a mm. bit because mm. uh, I like catch on fast and then never get better. That was kind of my thing. <laughs> um, so, uh, so yeah, I, I think I think I'm the best at Heroes. Plus, I, I have probably played it more at this point than those other games too. Oh wow! So, man, that's that's quite a bit. That is yeah. quite a bit. What about you, Mike? 
uh, assuming like we're we're talking like locally between all my friends. Yeah, like we're not talking. You're not going to be like global, number one on the, on the global right, exactly. uh, yeah, leaderboards or anything. Yeah, I'm not like the number me, one heroes player. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Um, I know everybody picks this, but I'm pretty stinking good at Goldeneye. <laughs> wow, I'm real good. We yeah. should do a Goldeneye competition if we ever I, have oh, a man. person. Shit. This is a great idea. And here's yeah. here's here's my proof to put this on. When I was in college. Would you uh, have any pudding to put this? Proof I don't because pudding is gross. <laughs> it's mushy. Even chocolate. Pudding? It's got oh, it's just like the texture is huh. is, uh, is not good. It's bad wow. news. Sorry, I derailed. <laughs> it's totally fine. So I was in a college study group, and somebody brought up like you know that they used to play Goldeneye and how great it was, and everyone got into an argument about who was the best at Goldeneye. <laughs> and me, and my, me and my buddy Ken were like, "Hey, I've got an N64 in my house with four controllers, a Goldeneye. I'm gonna go pick it up. I'm gonna come right back. We're gonna settle this argument." <laughs> I, was, I was still the best. That's still awesome. The best. I have a I have a similar story, and I don't know if I, I may have even mentioned this on the podcast before, but um, I remember me and my brother, we got just insanely good at jet moto on the ps1 okay so, yeah, yeah do you remember that game okay so it was like you're you're basically oh, riding I remember these, that game i just yeah, remembered it yeah you're riding these hover bikes it's a racing game i think there was some combat involved and then but there's like this tethering mechanic that mm-hmm. you know you you would grapple on these uh poles and and you use that if you did it just right it would whip you around the curve really well and you would you know anyway long story short we got really really good at jet moto to where we were both doing the, like these near perfect runs and whoever just made the tiniest mistake would lose. And so <laughs> I, we would play it. We played it so much. And then um, eventually I remember, you know, this was, we were in California at the time, moved back to Nashville. And I remember I met this guy, Josh Dragu and his brother, Jason for the first time. And they, they too had jet moto and, um, and my buddy, Josh, he's hilarious. He's a very confident fellow. <laughs> and so he says, he says to me, he says, it must be hard to hang out with somebody like that. <laughs> <laughs> so he says to me, he says, oh man, no one can beat me at jet moto. Nobody. <laughs> oh so, man. So I was like, all right, you know, no big deal. I'm thinking, man, this guy must be really, really good at jet moto. Like, and so I go in, we play some jet moto and I creamed him. Oh and it was one of my few moments of true gaming glory. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so nobody and I, can be and me at Jet Moto. Yeah, when someone makes a claim like that and then you mop the floor with them, it, it there's there's no greater you know gaming moment. So anyway, that I would say, at least in that time in that in that moment, I was I was probably the best person I knew, other than my brother maybe at Jet Moto. <laughs> and then a close second would be Tekken Three. Around that same time. Oh, that was fun, yeah. We we played so much Tekken 3. I only had one character that I was good at, Xiaoyu. And yep. that was it. But I knew her combos left, right, and center. My brother was like always doing the reversals and breaking my arm and stuff. And he hated the way I played <laughs> and I hated the way he played. But man, it was it was awesome. I was I was really good with Xiaoyu for a while there. So but it had to be one of those two games in all my years. Probably Jet Moto though. Yeah, you know it's funny. I have a completely random memory of playing Jet Moto with you in California when I was fourteen. We were like coming back from from some other country, and we had a layover in L.A. And we got off the plane. You guys met us anyway. It was. I remember this. I played Jet Moto with you in your apartment for like a couple hours, and we had to go. That was good times. That was was good times. (laughs) Real good. All right. Uh, Community question: This episode 
I put it out there. I said, now that Rocksteady is done with Batman, what would you guys like to see them do next? <laughs> so, I've got a bunch of great answers here. Um, Aaron Smith writes, hey, they are not done with Batman until the supposed PC patch that makes the game playable <laughs> comes that out. That is such a good answer. <laughs> that was a fantastic answer. A very fair point. Um, yeah, I guess Rocksteady has uh, stepped in to try to fix the PC version of that game, which is very good. So hopefully that will be fixed for the PC folk pretty soon because I'm sure... I, I'm sure there are a lot of people who just have not played it yet at all. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, wasn't it pulled from Steam when they? Uh, oh yeah, you can't was? buy it still. It's still not um, up. Friend oh, of you the still show can't buy it. Yeah, friend of the show oh, Justin Burton has been waiting. He was on a <clears throat> recent podcast, but uh, he's been waiting to play this game since oh, it came man. out, and yeah. he can't. He's That's tried rough. it on his graphics card. It won't. It won't run. He's got a. He's got a better graphics card than I do now, oh, and wow. he still can't run the game. So, yeah. They, I hope they fix it soon. All right. Invader Kate says Superman deserves to have a good game. I'd enjoy seeing that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That would yeah, be cool. I, I, think if, I think if anyone could make a cool Superman game, it would be Rocksteady. You know? Yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of people like saying that they should make one, and I, I think, but I, think how, I agree. I guess how, how do you make a, a Superman game challenging? Because Superman is the most overpowered uh superhero of all time you i know? think you just make all the enemies out of kryptonite <laughs> <laughs> i got my kryptonite boxing gloves i'm taking you down superman um, oh man i lose i guess you could do it the way that the new man of steel movie did they they made it challenging for him by having him fighting other kryptonians who were also yeah, super true. ba so yeah or yeah, you, you could c- bring him back to krypton or what? i guess it's gone it'd have to be a prequel i don't know <laughs> like regular man regular man, regular man. <laughs> i like the sound of that i like the i sound. do too um so let's see treta yuga says justice league hashtag justice league so i think that's oh, a solid pick too yeah i would really love that that would be cool i can't because, wait to play as aquaman yeah because you get some batman in there you get some flash in there man the flash needs a good game he needs oh, one man yeah it, wouldn't it just be like sonic though exactly why it would be so awesome (laughs) (laughs) not according to mike but that's what i'm that was my point all right dustin says an original ip such a talented developer deserves to create something new here here that's totally fair that's a really good point i think whatever rock city does kind of like they've earned it at this point you know like yeah definitely whatever they want just like naughty dog um andrew says harry potter with at least a teen rating or bust (laughs) so what, sounds, what is the or but like not he does or they don't want anything other than a harry potter game from them <laughs> no i think he means anything other than a teen rating on this harry oh, potter game okay or just okay. don't do it you know like if it's if it's not at least teen forget it huh. basically Which maybe, I, maybe harry awesome. potter with an adults only rating <laughs> <laughs> that would be really uncomfortable that would be so weird <laughs> Oh, man, all these kids are so inappropriate in this game. <laughs> um, all right, so let's see. Ruben says, something to do with space and Uncharted, like Star Wars 1313, except for with the Rocksteady vibe. The awesome thing about that, and I, I totally agree, that would be an excellent time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the cool thing is that seems to be what Amy Hennig is doing over with the uh, Dead Space team. Oh, I know. Team. And also uh, the other girl, Jade something... Oh, I forget her name. She was the Assassin's Creed. She was like one of the, uh, was she one of the leads? 
I don't know. Anyway, she's really talented too. And yeah. she's also working on that game. So. Yeah. So I think we're going to get our 1313 style game, but just with actual Amy Hennig working on it, which is super rad. Yeah. You know, we have no idea what that game is going to be like. And I love that. I'm I'm so excited. We just kind of know it's being worked we on. We know it's in the works. Yeah. The and, only and it's thing being that made we by have, the Dead Space guys. Yeah. So. Yeah. The only thing we have to go on is kind of the things that Nolan North probably shouldn't have said. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> which, uh, so that got me excited anyway. But um, so, yeah, Russell says the other historically bad superhero series of games, Superman. So he's on the Superman train as well. Or something completely unrelated to superheroes. I feel like mm-hmm. we all want superhero stuff from them just because we know they do, they do those so well. Yeah, we're um, doing that thing where like the audience just wants more of the same thing even the you know, even though maybe something completely different would be a better choice. Yeah, like the next two that came in, uh KM says Deadpool. Um Danky oh. King. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> Danky King says Spider-Man, <laughs> which I, you know, obviously I'd be on board for that too. I'm playing sure. Spider-Man 2 from like 2003. <laughs> yeah. So, um Ronan says an original IP. They deserve a shot at that. Um David J Tate says, "Oh, that's can, me." Can the answer be more Batman? <laughs> <laughs> I would selfishly just want them to keep making Batman games for the rest of my life. Yeah, sure. exactly. But I do or realize keep, keep that, one of the teams on Batman and form a new team. I'm sure they have enough money by now, right? That's true. They have to be able to split. I yeah. like this idea. Make keep making Batman forever, and then not not the film to game adaptation of Batman Forever. Keep making Batman Forever with uh, Jim Carrey as uh, the Riddler. <laughs> and Tommy Lee Jones as the world's make sure worst that you use, Make sure you use that Seal song and the U2 song. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I like it. Oh, <laughs> Sounds man. great. Just mentioning is going to get that song stuck in my head for a month. Which one? <laughs> the Seal song. Oh, okay. They're both really good, actually. I've li- I listen to both of those songs all yeah. the time. On repeat, that's a soundtrack to David's life. That's it. Just kiss, just kiss from a rose. Yeah, and whatever that song's called. Is that oh, the YouTube one? Hold me, thrill me, kiss me, kill me. That's what it's <laughs> oh gosh. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that now. Yeah. No one ever yeah. picks the Prince songs. Is there a Prince song on there? No, for the first Batman. Oh, the first oh, Batman. Yeah, the yeah. first Batman movie. That was the one that taught us how much the Joker loves Prince. <laughs> we didn't know before that movie i mean it should have been obvious listens, all that purple we should have just guessed oh, we should have known but yeah really <laughs> the joker listens to basically nothing but prince all the time unless it's he's the listening. first time we learned that the joker is actually the one who killed batman's parents <laughs> exactly i don't know where that came from um <laughs> tom titus hughes says after the last ones i would love a joker game that's really cool oh yeah um, that would be interesting because yeah there i remember I think it was like challenge maps or something on Arkham Asylum or something you could play as Joker, which was oh yeah, yeah that's right, were pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, just delightfully crazy. And then um, just Illa, who I've just learned, I tried to write his name normally as mm-hmm. I was creating the podcast notes, and my phone auto corrected it to just hyphen Illa, which is super <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure my phone auto corrects the two S's to dollar signs. <laughs> As well it should. So, <laughs> anyway, um, he says they should start producing the handles that you find on the sides of recliners. And <laughs> I <What>? say... <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but to be fair, yeah, handles on the sides of recliners have a long and storied, you know, tr- tradition. And really, I feel like Rocksteady could finally do them justice in it's their own Rocksteady way. a real dark story way. behind recliners. I had no idea. <laughs> 
Would it use like motion controls, like in the PS4 controller? You just like tilt it in the way that you would use a reclining handle. Sure, why not? It sounds right. wonderful. All right, Rocksteady, <laughs> we've decided what you should do next. <laughs> Make that a game. All right, and the wrong writes in with a question. A question for Arnie? What? What? Is he even Did- here? He is. He's actually right over here. Oh. Um, so he says, how do I tell my wife that I should play more games? <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> an I love excellent this. question. This is a fantastic question. How do I tell my wife that I should play more games? I work and she takes care of two girls, three and one years of age. <laughs> um, and then he says, work is very stressful, but the money lets us live comfortably. So, Arnie, what's your take on this? All right. Listen up here. <laughs> There I was in my bonus room, and I was playing True Lies, the video game, on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. And here in comes Maria. She's like, why are you always playing these games all the time? You're playing this video game. Don't you get enough explosions and stuff on the set when you're at work? And I'm like, no. When you're at work and you're on the set, you don't understand, Maria. You don't understand. When you're on the set, you wait. Oh, gosh, you wait for hours and hours, and then finally something explodes. It's not like in the movies. Maria, it's not like in the movies where everything's just exploding all the time. It's like you got to wait for 45 minutes for this guy, Bury, to set up the explosion, you know? And Bury, he's like, come on, Bury. I say, Bury, get over there. Set the explosion off. Come on already. He said, we have to wait until everyone's at a safe distance. And I say, screw that and screw you. Blow it up, Bury. So anyway. Oh, man. So I tell Maria, Maria, you don't understand about explosions. They don't happen all the time. On True Lies, the video game on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, <laughs> they blow up as much as I want them to. I blow up this, I blow up that. You could shoot in 360 degrees on this game. It's amazing. <laughs> and it stars but, Arnold, even yeah. though there's no Dana button. Yeah, you know, I don't was get say, me started on the Dana button. Well, hang on, I was going to say, what would Arnold, happen if you push that button? Yeah, what happens when you push that button? When you push the Dana button on the game, it says Dana, jump! Come on, Daddy will catch you! <laughs> Come on, Dana! Nah, like this. Well, anyway, <laughs> but wait, fine, but really Maria, qu- Maria keeps coming in. She keeps telling me, "Don't play this game so much. Don't play the game." And I say, Maria, if you don't leave me alone and let me play more video games, I will have a baby with the cleaning lady. Oh my God. Okay, I will do it just to shame you in public. So well, I guess I think she didn't let up, huh? She didn't let up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this is my advice. This is my advice to anyone out there who wants to learn how to play more video games all the time. You threaten to have an affair with the cleaning woman. And, wow! Uh, there you go. Life so, lessons from Arnold. Just, thank you, thank you, Arnold. Thank you just for that. So I could, I, it sounds like it sounds like Arnold has already left. But just so I understand, if your wife uh, you're trying to convince her to let you play more games, you're supposed to yell at her, yes. belittle her, and threaten <laughs> her with an affair. <laughs> it's solid advice from Arnold. Yeah, oh, just man. don't. You know, I oh, have, wait, wait, I, Arnold. Oh. Arnold's coming back. Arnold's coming back. Now listen up here. I forgot to say. This has been Arnie's Corner. Run! Go! Get to the corner! Oh, thank you for coming back. Just to uh, make sure you close out your segment appropriately. He, he hadn't closed it out appropriately. <laughs> and, and also, a little pro tip for Arnold. Uh, don't use the site Ashley Madison to cheat on your wife. Just uh, Yeah, I don't think <laughs> that exists anymore. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's not good stuff at all. So no. <laughs> anyway, 
stay monogamous, folks. That's the super best friends way. <laughs> there, it, there it is. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right. Audible is offering the listeners of this podcast a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS and choose from over 180,000 audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It is fun and easy. What a and deal. good to do. It is good to do. <laughs> um, let's recommend Alex's uh, pick from a few episodes back. Uh, for those who missed it, check out the audiobook of Ready Player One by Ernest Klein, as oh, it yeah. is apparently the highest rated audiobook on Audible, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Alex has good taste. And if that's not enough, it's also read by Will Wheaton of the PlayStation Network's Conversations with Creators. Oh, Will, Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton. Wow. So, yeah, crazy stuff. Anyway, you can check all that out on audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. Yes, that's audibletrial.com slash SBFVGS. There was madness in any direction. You know, Will Wheaton got to kiss Ashley Judd in the Star Trek The Next Generation episode, The Game. And uh, I'm kind of jealous of that. All that the is more a amazing amount of trivia about Will Wheaton just off the top of your head. I know. He's been holding on to that one. The two things I know most in life, Will Wheaton and Star Trek. Finally. That's right. Well, how do you think... It's all Will... been culminating to this moment. Where do you think Will Wheaton's fame came from? Oh, right. I've never watched Star Trek. I couldn't tell you. He came from Star Trek. Well, there so. you go. Uh, there you go. All right. Topics. Topics. The meat. The meat and potatoes of this here podcast i would like may, hey may i hear mike say meat and potatoes in an irish accent just one time <laughs> yeah go for it mike just one time you have the um, floor i'm losing my voice right now <laughs> that's fine it's it's fine i'm sure we'll forgive you we're ready we're waiting i did you didn't hear it no, no. <laughs> so your I voice is so it. far gone i whispered it gently into oh, you oh the David. meat and potatoes come on come on mike <laughs> <laughs> Mike, he doesn't like it. And, and, but and you're gonna make Ryan. I don't like saying so... meat and potatoes. <laughs> yes, yes, Ryan, that was for you. That was for you, Ryan. All right, who wants to go first with their topic? Uh, I'll go first because why not? Yeah, why it. not? Indeed. <laughs> oh yeah, we've already hinted at this one. There's been some a little right. preview earlier. We've in We've been episode. leading up to it. Yes. Um, okay, so I, so as we mentioned before, Adam went through and listened to all of the podcasts, I think. Uh, no, I haven't listened to all of them, but I, I listened to the beginning and the end of each one <laughs> and okay, wrote down and, a few uh, things about each episode. Yeah, and, and he wrote down all the topics we went through, and I was mm, shocked yes. that we hadn't uh, done this yet. So my topic is basically, what are your top three favorite games right now? And uh, like, I mean, I mean of all time. But mm, yes. your your list is allowed to change, so I figured at the moment, what would you say your top three games? Yeah, are? the games list change. You know, they, they change sometimes. We I feel all like grow they have up. To. We we grow. We change. You know? I feel like my list would change depending we on mature. just like <laughs> the mood you the mood I was in when you asked me. We mature a lot. Sometimes we've gone through a season of life, and we just have done a lot of maturing. Mat- maturation. <laughs> So, all right, I'll, I'll go first. I'll get crazy. All right, go for it. All right, nobody, I'm sure no one sees this one coming. I'll, okay. you know, I'll start with number three. Oh, wow. Okay, so we're going to go backwards. We'll go three, two, one. Okay, sounds good. All right, so 
this game, this here game, came out on the PS2. And it's, uh, you know, it's it's still the reason I'm I'm super excited for um, The Last Guardian, oh. Shadow of the Colossus. That game, that there game, just blew my mind. And at the time, I had never played qu- anything quite like it, um, where, you know, essentially every level is a big, fat boss battle. And, <clears throat> yes, you know, just for technical reasons, I don't think we'd ever quite seen anything like that before. Um, you know, since there's been like, you know, God of War games that did that huge enemy thing where you're running up and down and doing crazy stuff, but like mm-hmm. still Shadow of the Colossus is special for, you know, if, especially because it has that same aesthetic as Eco and it has that same kind of like sense of wonder about it that so few games capture. I think a couple games that did on the PS3, of course, we've talked about Journey and uh, Unfinished Swan and, and certain games like that, but it's very hard to capture that kind of sense of wonder and adventure exploration, um, and Shadow of the Colossus totally did for me. So yeah, that, definitely. that one, that's number three. Um, one of the things I'm most impressed about your run-through on Shadow of the Colossus is I remember we talked about that game one time, I think off-podcast. Oh, Yeah. And I had brought up like, oh yeah, so like now that I know, because I played that game a couple of times, I immediately run like all the spots, like the shrines and the trees, and I grab the fruit and the lizards to like ramp your health bar up and your stamina. Up. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, I was all like this blank stare. I was like, like what, are you, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about right now, Mike. So I had, I had no idea that Adam basically played that game through with like the beginner amount of health and stat- like and stamina bar. Uh, that, yeah. that would be me too because I still don't know what <laughs> Man, you're you talking guys, about. You guys are really good at that game. So when, <laughs> when you travel around uh, in that world, you'll, there's going to be some shrines, and at those shrines, you'll find lizards. And what? if you if you shoot the lizards, and you can grab the little tails, you get uh, I believe you get a stamina boost off of those. You permanently so you can raise hold your stamina on bar. Longer, so you can hold right? What? And you can so find you certain trees. This game is no, what you're telling me, Mike. <laughs> this is what you're supposed to do. Yeah, apparently How it's a mechanic that, that like it doesn't bother to tell you about, and maybe you just had to hear it through the grapevine. Yeah, which so is the glory cheated. of old games. <laughs> but <laughs> I you have know, no I, idea. This I did the same dumb thing in Infamous Second Son. I remember, I was telling Mike, <laughs> yes. um, I played about half of that game not understanding the upgrade system because <laughs> I'm a big dummy. And I played like, I, I was just like, I was unlocking new powers, but I wasn't upgrading anything. And so oh, I just had a million blast shards in my pocket. And I was telling Mike one time, like, man, I don't know why I just have like a bajillion of these things. Like, I don't know where <laughs> I, I can't even spend them all. You know, I got, I, I'm all proud of myself. And he's like, what, what, are you not getting the upgrades? <laughs> and I mean, it was that same <laughs> Shadow of the Colossus moment where I was like, oh, I'm dumb. I'm so dumb. Oh, man. And then I like I was still running around fighting all these really tough enemies with this tiny little uh, neon bar and stuff. So I had like very little firepower. I kept having to run off and recharge in the middle of these big fights. It was, it was dumb. So anyway, <laughs> um, why don't you guys go? Number three. You're number three. Uh, we're we're going to go one at a time. Yeah, let's, let's round yeah, robin I'll, it. I'll okay. go. I'll go. Uh, number three, Ico. Ooh. Yeah, it's similar to yours, Adam. Oh, um, yeah. Such a great game. But uh, I, I had more fun with Ico, I think, than uh, Shadow of the Colossus. And maybe part of that is because I didn't know that you could upgrade in Shadow <laughs> of the Colossus. I just, I literally just found that out minutes ago. It's like, oh, um, this boss is so hard. I can't hold on long enough. It's impossible. Yeah, but uh, a game a game has never impacted me as much emotionally as Ico did. Yeah, that's such a good so. game. And I still have a dream of one day playing through it with uh, the girls' subtitles turned on. I don't know if they... Did they add that to the PS3 one? I don't even remember. 
Mm, I don't think so. I, I don't know. Because there I, is I a version play. out there. I yeah, may I just pl- have to watch it on YouTube or something. I played back through it on, on the PS3, but I never... I'm, I didn't fiddle with the... Uh, well, the, I mean, I fiddled with the camera because the camera was ridiculous, but um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't I didn't mess with like subtitle settings or anything. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, so Ico just has... has it's one of those games that has like just a fond place in my heart and probably always will even though it's so so dated by now but yeah it's glorious still it's i i played both of those games again on ps3 with the hd remaster and they still are both wonderful so mm-hmm. mike um i know everyone's gonna be shocked chrono trigger oh uh, yeah what <laughs> i know number, not number one uh, well i i don't know it's hard for me to rank the games i like a lot Oh. But Chrono Trigger, I feel like I had to be on this list because I play that game probably every two years. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I just thought it had to be one on your <laughs> list. <laughs> I do love that game a lot. Yeah. I don't All know right. what else I could say about it. Go ahead. <laughs> it's glorious. It's a glorious game. I'm still really enjoying it. Even though One I day you'll finish it. I haven't been as disciplined uh, playing it lately because I've been doing lots of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, number two on my list, Portal 2. Portal oh, 2. Oh, that's oh, that a little game. bit of a shock. That game just... I mean, okay, so the original Portal, I remember um, I got the orange box and I played uh, Portal 2, or excuse me, Portal 1, and I, I didn't know what it was. I had heard a little bit of buzz about it, but I was like, yeah, well, let's check this out. And I remember I started like 10 p.m. and come 3 a.m. I had finished it and I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, like I loved Portal so much, but I, my only complaint was it's so short, you know, like yeah. everything they did in that game was wonderful and I just wanted more of it. So when Portal 2 came out and was like a much, like a full length game with all this cool extra, like story stuff that delved into the history and so like, much awesome story. Oh man. The, and the voice acting from um, Stephen Merchant was awesome. From and, all of them from uh, what's his name? Um, Oh, what's his name? The the fast talking guy from Spider Man Two. Yeah, I know exactly who you're that talking guy, about. That guy, Cave got, Johnson. Yeah, with the and, flat top. Uh, Nolan North did the, the the malfunctioning turrets, and they were hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> they were awesome. Um, Gla- what's the who's the Gladys um, voice actor? What's actress her name? Again? Oh, I don't remember. It's like Cindy or something. Uh, Elizabeth something, isn't it? Oh yeah. my bad. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it's Elizabeth something. <laughs> Elizabeth something. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a. It's, Ellen, I think it's a it's Polish Ellen name. McClain. I looked Ellen McLean. It was <laughs> way e. off. I was like oh. halfway there. <laughs> way off. <laughs> I so was yeah, the Portal least Two. Wrong. I loved that game. I mean, it's, it's Portal. There's something about Portal that just scratches that itch for me, and it's just I I get so much out of it. So and that song at the end of the of the first Portal. Was <laughs> oh my so gosh! Funny. Uh, yeah, I love it. Love it. Okay, so you guys, number two, David. Uh, number two for me is skyrim Ooh, okay i still haven't beaten it but it's my number two favorite <laughs> game of all time yeah that's awesome i've just played it so much and just exploring and if, i think there's something in my norwegian blood that just connects with the environment because the, it's kind of based on you know nordic uh scandinavian yeah environments and i, and I feel everything. like you will love the witcher for the same reason because it feels oh. very much like that kind of that part of the world you know oh boy it's good stuff that made me even more excited yeah i'm definitely Mm. going and buying it as soon as we end this podcast whoa what (laughs) (laughs) all right mike you're number two please so my first inclination was to say the last of us because it's so freaking good Mm -hmm. but we talk about it all the time so why not mix it up bioshock oh bioshock is amazing 
the original, right? The or original talking, okay. I love both Bioshock, Bioshock Two, right? I think Infinite gets a bad Bioshock, rap a lot of times, but hey, hey, Bioshock Two was awesome. I loved actually good. gameplay. If I was ge- judging just on gameplay, I'd probably say I liked Bioshock Two a little bit better than Bioshock One. Whoa, yeah, because you could like combine plasmids. Yeah, and there was set all traps. this. There's all cool, kinds of good and stuff. And I loved, Unpopular I loved the whole. Opinions. I loved the whole mechanic of like defending the little sister while she's extracting the uh, Eve. Was it or Adam? The Adam. I don't remember. Yeah, it's yeah. Adam. Yeah, extracting the Adam and you got to dis- defend her against all these splicers who were trying to take her. Oh, that was so cool. And so, yeah, I mean, just by the way, how twice- weird is it, Adam, that you're harvesting your name? Oh, does, does that just weird you out every time you heard it? I never got used to it. Never. <laughs> <laughs> but well, anyway, <laughs> the only the only thing I have to compare that to is uh, the ending of AI when the blue fairy's calling for Dave and he's like, oh, she's like. David. <laughs> Every time I watch that scene, I get chills because I'm like, oh, I've never heard someone say my name like that. It's the same weird. thing happened to my boy when we watched E.T. for the first time because they say <laughs> Elliot so much in that movie. But yeah, sorry to derail. Um, no, Mike, your, your, no, Bioshock, your Bioshock. I, well, there's nothing else to say. Bioshock's great. Just about everybody has played it. If you haven't, go play it. It's fantastic. Yeah, Bioshock, I mean, it's just, I think the reason, the, of course, the reason that makes it so uh, awesome. It's the environments, the characters, the story is is head and shoulders above probably any of the other Bioshock games. So, yep, yeah, really, really great, uh, great. It's really great, right, guys. It's just it's so it's, great. It's Bioshock so is really great, you guys. It's really great. <laughs> Adam's like falling asleep while he says that. Or something. Yeah, yeah, I was like slowly metamorphosing into uh, Elmer, Elmer Fudd. Fudd. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, Bioshock's great. It's great. Willing, 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 wait. That's why it's number two. (laughs) Oh man! All right, are we back to me for my number one? Yes, back to you. Last of Us. Oh man! Okay, see, I'm glad I didn't say it now. It's just the greatest and the best forever. (laughs) Why are you glad you didn't say it? Because now I still get to talk about it. <laughs> oh, I so yeah, The Last of Us, and we've gone into it again and again and again. I I love the game. It it spoke to me on many levels. But one one level though, uh, just because I have a daughter, and um, I I it just hit me so hard. The intro to that, and then just the yeah. growing relationship throughout the game, and it's just like yeah. I mean, I there's still a scene that gives me chills in that game where it, I, I'm not, and I won't spoil it because I know some people haven't played it yet. But there's a scene where you're you're running at the end in the very final area right after you do some terrible things um, <laughs> in an operating room, and um, yeah, and you're running and you're and you're carrying something, and oh, I just the yeah, music yeah, yeah, that yeah. wells up there is just like oh my gosh, it still gives me chills. It's so good. So anyway, that's my favorite game ever, forever, and all yeah, this. that's that's still a game I I show to people who kind of aren't into games just to kind of show them like how cinematic oh, yeah, and like that how beginning. Uh, beginning so it always hooks everybody yeah so good uh for me my number one game this is maybe gonna shock some people um super mario world Ooh, is my number okay. one game of like all that. time wow i love that game and uh i just have so many fond memories of playing it um i've played it you know recently too like i i keep going back to it i love it it's great the end, the boss battle at the end is probably one of the best boss battles ever, probably, in oh, my yeah. humble opinion. It's good stuff. So, yeah. If you've never played Super Mario World, maybe you should try it. It's pretty good. Yeah, pick up Super Mario All-Stars on Virtual Console. You get, like, a ton of awesome games. Yeah, yeah. it's true. There you go. Miguel. Okay. <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm clearing my throat. I'm losing <clears> my voice. <throat> and I'm trying not to tell you how great every team is. <laughs> it's Tweety Bird. Um, so Mass Effect 2 is probably my number one pick right now. Just Okay. Wow. I feel like almost no other game I've played like nails characters so well. It's true. Like there, there's elements of that game that are to me like very Tarantino esque, like where you almost forget about the the overarching plot of the game, even though that is also fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and each individual character in that movie, like even the villains, are like fantastically done. And you mean in the game, yes, you said in the movie. In the movie, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a lot of it. Um, yeah, I, I love everything about the game, and that's probably one of the few sci-fi, like space sci-fi games that I really like. I, I mean, it's pretty well established at this point. I'm not a I'm not a Star Trek fan. Uh, I'm not a. But really how do you feel about sci-fi? In general, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. Um, well, of course, but of course, you love Star Wars. Let's move on. I'm let's okay move on. with it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's clearly established Star Wars is your favorite, but uh, your favorite. Yeah, Mass Effect. <laughs> Nuff said Star Nuff Wars said is the best. Mass Nuff. Effect is great, and two is probably the best of that trilogy. I agree. I awesome. agree completely. I think it's amazing that we each had three different games, and yeah. I like that. I think yeah, I thought awesome. for sure we'd have more overlap. Yeah, yeah me too. Actually, I thought so too. All right, Mike, you want to go for it? <clears throat> sure. So I'm sorry. I was writing down all these times where I'm clearing my throat so Adam can edit them out. Yeah, get <laughs> out too. It's out of here. <laughs> There's too many at this point. I have um, nine right now. <laughs> nine. <laughs> yeah. So uh, my question comes from our Twitter community. A good old uh, Jess Illa, Je mm-hmm. dollar signs Illa, <laughs> sent us <laughs> a fantastic question. Yeah, and he he challenged us to take. I, I'm assuming each. To turn one famous piece of literature into a game. Yes. So I just kind of curious what you guys came up with as far as I kind of took this as more uh, like classic literature versus like popular literature. I didn't I mean, know oh, that's, that's even, not how I saw it. Okay. <laughs> and I figured, I figured that might be the case. I thought I'd get the ball rolling. Lord of the Rings. Why has no one done anything with that? I feel like oh, it's a franchise a just one. crying out. To have that, games that made about it. That is the one I should have picked. <laughs> I feel like there's a million Lord of the Rings games, right? Really? Well, there's, there's like, there's I'm just like joking. Th- that was sarcasm. <laughs> okay, I was like, I was like, are you, are you having a stroke right now, Mike? Because I've played like nine of them myself. <laughs> Actually, you know, yeah, Shadow of Mordor. I totally was, sli- that was slipping my mind. I feel. Uh, like, I remember there was a Super Nintendo one, and there yeah, was like and a even like one. even like back in the day with the uh, like the um, PS2 like beat 'em up. Yeah, there's a ton of, you know? of beat 'em ups on the PS2. There was uh, a beat 'em up. Well, yeah, yeah you like play for... as like Aragorn, and you're just like basically going screen to screen, like slaying orcs, and you yeah. upgrade I your abilities. Those were fun games. Actually, really good. Yeah, there's an MMO. Yeah, I think yeah, there's three of them. There was an MMO. Oh yeah, and there's plenty of like real time strategy games. There's a MOBA. There's yeah. some Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Well, there was. I don't think it's there uh, anymore. But I don't know. Anyway, that was the joke. Way to go, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, on. I, I was like being taken for a ride at first. Like, oh, that's <laughs> a good one. I oh, that's that. a great pick. <laughs> Just an idea waiting to pop. <laughs> so, <laughs> since I feel we got a mix now, uh, Adam, it sounds like you went classical. Uh, literature yeah. and Dave went popular, so let's. I kind of also went classic literature, so I want to let's let's go. Adam, David, Mike. Okay, all so, right, sounds good. <clears throat> so alphabetical, started, as it were. Yeah, I started thinking about this a little bit, and I started kind of going back, going way back to the taking 18, all the way back <laughs> to the eighteen hundreds. So oh, that's not that far back. My pick is for Robert Louis Stevenson's The Strange Case of Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Okay. 
So, huh. not to be confused with the NES Jekyll and Hyde game from the late 80s. <laughs> I which didn't you can, even know that one exists. Yeah, yeah, you can see it's really um, bad. Yeah, the Angry Video Game Nerd YouTube. Um, what's what's that channel really called? That's uh, the name of the show. Cinemassacre or something. Yeah, like Cinemassacre. Angry Video Game Nerd has uh, a Jekyll and Hyde video, and it's pretty funny. And lots of colorful language. Um, anyway, but yeah, so this game would be a lot more based on the book. So you'd it would be kind of like an RPG light open world game. You'd spend days as the respectable Dr. Henry Jekyll and kind of interact with the world in a more exploratory and social fashion. So, you know, just like talking to uh, the various characters via dialogue trees and doing this and that to get resources and craft your serum in your lab. So um, going back to the book, you know, in the book, Jekyll develops and drinks a serum to help deal with his rising inner evil impulses um, and kind of contrary to the popular depiction, he doesn't become like a Hulk monster after drinking it. You know, like he, it actually shrinks him down and he looks younger and smaller. Yeah. He looks younger and smaller than he is. He's just like unrecognizable to people who know him as, as Jekyll. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And so it causes this total transformation. Of course, the twist ending of the book is spoiled by now. We, everyone knows, you know, that Jekyll and Hyde are the same, you know, person now spoilers. From oh, that was years like ago. a big reveal back then? That was a huge reveal. You didn't know, because oh. the book is actually narrated by the character Gabriel, who's like trying to figure out the connection between this Hyde guy. Like, why why is this and that tying him to Jekyll? Like, it, it, Jekyll's like this high-class guy, and, and Hyde is this, like, he, he's... It's very telling that he's Mr. Hyde, because he's, it's like, he's lower class. Huh, so, anyway... So I was thinking, you know, because everyone knows that going into it, you'd kind of play with that knowledge and have the character of Gabriel, who narrates the book, still be the narrator of the game, kind of like trying to sort through everything, even though you see exactly what's going on. I think that'd be really interesting. Um, And then, um, you know, basically once transformed, you'd spend nights like wreaking havoc in Victoria area, London, uh, GTA style, basically getting up to mischief, burglaries, ballyhoo. Maybe even some moitas. <laughs> Maybe even some moitas. Moitas? Moitas. <laughs> moitas. Moitas. <laughs> we so, um, moitas? But I thought it'd be awesome because since he's crazy, you could really play with the conventions of like open world game missions and objectives since Hyde is like the madman and sociopath. Uh, he would have like these random whims and those could become missions, you know, or even huh. play with like eternal darkness style sanity effects, you know, Ooh. to where, where little things um, are changing or, you know, depending on what he's uh, looking at or doing. Um, and then as Jekyll again, you'd have to deal with like pointed questions from the cops and other characters about like his association with Mr. Hyde and like the mounting evidence that's tying them together. Um, and then I was thinking, like, as part of the Jekyll, as part of, like, um, basically as the Hyde part of Jekyll's mind is getting stronger. This happens in the book where later on the serum kind of flips on him to where Jekyll has to drink it frequently to just to stay in Jekyll form. And so that could be kind of used as an interesting mechanic later in the game, like running out of serum at inconvenient times or involuntary transformations in sleep or even in broad daylight. So it's um, almost a, uh, what are those called? Like Resident Evil where you're running out of resources all the time? Yeah, yeah. You'd be running out of resources and like it, it could happen at st- specific story moments too, to where, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, so, and then there'd be like the climactic battle with himself, which could be kind of a la Fight Club or something, you know? Um, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, 
slamming so, himself against glass yeah, tables. Yeah, I think stuff. it'd be really interesting. So it was actually the more and more I thought about it, the more I wanted to play the game. <laughs> like, um, but yeah. So and the last thing I'll say is like it's kind of interesting because one interpretation of the book is that since when it's revealed at the end that Jekyll and Hyde are the same person, you also find out that Jekyll actually remembers everything that Hyde does, even though he doesn't know exactly what Hyde is going to do beforehand. Oh, okay. Um, so, cause he, he makes it clear that like, he's not sure what Hyde's going to do next. Um, but he, it's not like a blackout scenario though. He knows, um, everything that Hyde has done. Um, and so one interpretation of the book is that Jekyll is actually enjoying the ride, uh, while he's Hyde because, oh. because he's now in this like consequence free mode as Hyde. No one recognizes him. He can do whatever he wants. He goes wild through the city at night. Um, and so, and I thought that would be really interesting because you could, the game could kind of use that as an analog for character for players playing games and uh, playing, going nuts in open world games and doing all this crazy stuff that they would That's never do true. in real life. <laughs> kind of like the spec up the line, uh, spec ops, the line did with uh, military shooters. So, huh. Anyway, that's that would be wow. like I you can tell I, I spent a lot of time thinking about I was that. Say, you, like, you really did. Your answer is way more thorough than yeah. I will be. <laughs> like thirty seconds of that, I went silent for the whole thing. I was like, I am super intrigued. You put a lot of thought into this. <laughs> I wasn't well, yeah, sure if you were still there, Mike. Yeah, like no, the I most... was just like, Man, tell me more. This game sounds great. When yeah, does it like, come out? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, so does, hopefully, know. hopefully, some aspiring game designer is listening to this, and we'll make an awesome Jekyll and Hyde game we can play one day. That so. was really fantastic. So that that would be my piece of classic literature that I would love to see in game form. That's really good. All right, David, what do you got? Um, so I hate to read, and I do it very <laughs> rarely. <laughs> I don't do it on purpose. I I think that movies are a better form of storytelling than books. Uh, mm, wow. And I know that makes me sound like a dummy, but I don't care because it's true. You dumb. Um, anyway. Um, you dumb. My first thought was, and this is kind of stupid because they made a movie. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, my first thought was, like, even though they already made a movie out of this, it would be really cool if someone made a Jurassic Park game, like a more modern one, um, uh, based on the actual book instead of the movie. Just so, like, all the oh, differences yeah. between the movie and the book um, it's a little more violent, probably, uh, probably a little more grim too. Yeah. And the, the book has a lot of really cool scenes that are totally left out of the film. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be kind of fun to see that realized as a, as a game. Um, but then I was like, you know what, but they've already made a movie out of it. So it's kind of a cop out answer. Um, so I, I went to, uh, there, C.S. Lewis is known for writing the, uh, Chronicles of Narnia. Narnia. Uh, Narnia. How do we get back to Narnia? <laughs> Probably through the cupboard. Lucy! No, uh, <laughs> Lucy, where you gone? You gone Peter, off to Narnia? Peter Molyneux, is that you? Lucy, can I have some <laughs> Turkish delight? <laughs> Peter Molyneux, tell me more about Fable. <laughs> I'm Peter Molyneux, I am. Sorry, sorry. It's my favorite voice you've ever done in the history of all the voices I've ever heard. So anyway, uh, uh, so anyway, um, so he, Narnia is super popular. He's written like Christian apologist books, which you could never make a game. That'd be crazy. But, uh, he also screw tape letters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, but, um, he also wrote the space trilogy. Oh Um, yeah. Yeah. Out of the silent planet, um, Paralandra and that hideous strength. If I do recall. And those are sci-fi books, which yeah. not very many people know about, and they're they're really interesting. 
Um, I and- feel like I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but I feel yeah. like No Man's Sky is uh, out of the Silent Planet. <laughs> That's like whenever Maybe. I whenever yeah. I see that game, it reminds me of the imagery from the the cover of that book. Yeah, that's true. So anyway. Um, so my favorite uh, of those three books was um, Paralandra. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. And uh, I th- I'm probably, probably said the name wrong, though, because I hate to read. But anyway, um, <laughs> I think it would be really interesting because, like, in that book, there's they go to a planet where uh, most of the ground is, like, spongy and it reacts to the waves underneath it. Mm. Um, and that's where the people on this planet are supposed to live. Um, but there is a rocky island, you know, in the middle. Um, and there's a really cool antagonist in the game. Yeah. Um, that's, like, terrifying at times. Yeah, and they have, like, the king of all fistfights at the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I don't know. I think that could be a really interesting game. The only problem is... Uh, two of the main characters of the game would have to be naked for most of the game. Um, <laughs> What's the problem uh, here? What's the problem? <laughs> well, I mean, it would have to be adults-only game, and Ayo. that's not a very big audience. Ayo. 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 Is that why they named it that? Is that why that review it's, uh, rating is, is called that? Because someone's like, Ayo. Ayo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. This is a silly podcast. It is. I don't know why anyone <laughs> listens to it, but I'm thankful they do. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think Paralandra could be a pretty cool uh, game. Yeah, that's so, awesome. I like it. Yeah. Well, uh, like David, I did not delve as far into this as Adam did. That's <laughs> <laughs> just rough, rough I actually idea. have a working prototype of, of the Jekyll and Hyde game, oh, if you guys want to play it. <laughs> Oh, wow. Did you, like, whip that up in Unity really quick? Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> hopped into Unity, whipped up a, a, you know, just a vertical slice for you guys. Wow, man, I can't wait to play it. <laughs> a vertical slice. How the heck do you know that term? <laughs> I know my video games. I know, wow. vi- I know my video games. So, All right, <laughs> go for it, Mike. Yeah, so I didn't go as far back as you did, Adam. Uh, I went back to, like, the 1950s, though. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought Lord of the Flies would Ooh. be a really cool game. Oh, man, that's a good one. So, okay, so minor spoilers, I guess. The book is like 60 years old. So, I mean, <laughs> I feel like everybody probably knows what happens in Lord I of the Flies. I feel like every, anyone that's going to read it has read it by now. Yeah, I th- or I think at least really seen the movie or something. Right. Yeah. So, uh, just to catch everybody up, maybe a quick reminder. There's like a wartime style evacuation. There's a plane crash. Uh, and basically the survivors wash up on this island and it's basically just young adolescent males. There's like really young kids. And then I think like maybe like 10 to 12 year olds are like the, the oldest kids that are there. And it's about them initially setting up, you know, a society and trying to govern themselves until, uh, they can be rescued. And I thought based on kind of what happens in the game, how cool would it be if like, maybe you didn't play as one of the main characters cause that's a little too much. You already know what happens from the book. Um, but getting to play as one of these other characters and having these, these kids quickly devolve into like tribalism mm-hmm. and hunting like this, the beast quotation marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought what would be kind of cool is, is, uh, if you kind of went like the eternal darkness route and gave yourself a sanity meter oh, and based cool. on maybe who you side with or what kind of missions you would take on your sandy meter would kind of change and the, you know, the, the sort of more feral type things that you do 
the less sanity you have and maybe you get to visualize that world in a different way. Yeah, that's, um, that's really cool. And and I kind of thought of this, and Adam, you explained this way better in your game description than I could have, but there's kind of this really poignant um, uh, moment in the book where one of the kids finds uh, this really gruesome like imagery, It's but he finds this severed pig's head like on a pike that was left for for the beast and has like this weird vision and the beast and and the pig's head essentially like tells him that there is, there is no beast except for the one that already resides in all of you. And I thought, man, like what a cool thing that would be like if you're off and you're playing like this really, you know, kind of vicious playthrough, you're playing, you know, the renegade playthrough Mm -hmm. of this game and you get to the end, you kind of get that spec ops moment of it, of it kind of turning on you and be like, None of this was necessary. It all happened because you chose to make the game this violent or to play this way. <laughs> yeah. And that's I, really cool. I kind of love that And then idea. your second run, you could go through and be a complete pacifist. Yeah. And then you'll just be killed by the feral kids. It's a oh. really short playthrough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, Man, that sounds yeah. awesome. That's all I got. I did not, I did not expect Adam to go that deep. With <laughs> I didn't expect it either. Really. I, I was like, Oh, that'd be a good one. And then I was like, Oh, but then this, and then that, and then, Whoa, it could get meta. <laughs> That's kind of uh, interesting, but yeah. All right. So to close things out, I know we're, we're getting long in the tooth here, but to close things out, my topic, I want to know. Okay. So I want to know what's next for Kojima. Cause so by now we've all heard plenty about, the Konami and Kojima and their historically bad breakup. Um, yeah. But here on the still Eve, happening, it's still happening. It's still in progress. Uh, train yep. wreck in progress. Um, so, but here on the eve of the release of MGS five Phantom Pain, I'd like to know what you think we'll see uh, Kojima doing next. So I know the answer. A couple of quick, just, you know, provisos. Um, so we have, you know, he's obviously a man who likes to make really expensive games. <laughs> so I, I can't remember. I think it was something to the tune of a hundred million for the newest game. I, I can't remember the exact figure, but I heard that somewhere. So, um, so he makes these really expensive games, and they're huge and they're high production value. He he obviously values really tight creative control. Um, so I guess the main question is, who do you think would be a good fit to publish games from him? Um, and the new team he's surely planning to build. So what do you question. think? I'll, I'll let, uh, Mike go first because okay. I know what's, I know what he's doing. Next. <laughs> okay. So. Wow. David's is, got is the inside this, track. Is this insider industry knowledge? No, I just know. He You'll just see. knows things. <laughs> okay. You'll see. It's, it's, David is, it, his, his mind has reached out into the ether and he's just grabbed the answer for us. Yeah. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think right off the bat, I know a lot of people kind of talk about like, oh, well, he should just turn to Kickstarter because people will definitely fund whatever he wants. But yeah, I think you kind of hit it uh, the nail on the head earlier when you said how expensive his games generally are. Like he does big yeah. blockbuster cinematic games. And I honestly think like there's no way uh, for him to do that through Kickstarter with the amount of time and, and funding that he needs. He's definitely got to go to a studio to get it done. Yeah, and that's not to say I think I think you're on to something there, but I don't know that that will necessarily keep him off of Kickstarter because we we keep seeing that like with Shenmue, right? The new Shenmue, that was uh, I think it made like five million dollars on Kickstarter, right? But that game is right. going to cost like way more than five yeah. million, and we found out that Sony's actually funding a good chunk of that. Yep. So, um, you know, they're using Kickstarter to gauge interest and like help foot the bill a little bit but yeah yeah and um, i i don't think that's unreasonable i just don't think we're gonna see like kojima creating his own indie studio that's 
100% kickstarted. It's like, that's not right. going to happen. No. There's no way. Um, I really feel like for the, the kind of games, uh, at least that we know him for the whole, you know, the Metal Gear series, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe EA might be a good fit for him. I, I feel like as, as, you know, as much garbage as everyone tosses EA's way, I feel like they really give people time to actually create new universes and games. Activision, maybe you be you know, on a stricter time frame for that. Mm-hmm. They have a lot more things they want to be annualized and, and to yeah. crunch out a little quicker. But I mean, EA, like, I mean, think of like Amy Hennig creating a Star Wars game. You think, oh man, like that's, that sounds awesome, but it's EA. How much time are they going to give her? Like, we're probably still years away from seeing what that game is. Yeah. Well, maybe not seeing what it is, but I mean, that game is years off. Like, EA is giving that team, giving Visceral, like, plenty of time to create a brand new game, you know, a new kind of franchise within that Star Wars IP. Mm -hmm. And and think of all the crazy games that are coming out, like like Mirror's Edge, uh, you know, all the Bioware stuff that EA publishes. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff takes a lot of time and a lot of money, and I feel like that kind of makes them a good fit for for Kojima. And he may even create a game that kind of fills the void of, uh, they don't have a game that plays like that. Yeah, yeah, and, and a, lot, you know, a lot of shooters and a lot of uh, adventure games, but nothing like a Metal Gear game. Yeah, you know what I, I would totally. To anymore, and I was thinking about the big, the, the big three, right? You got Ubisoft, uh, Activision, EA, um, who are outside of the, uh, you know, the big PlayStation Xbox worlds, you know. Sure. Uh, and I was thinking about them, and I, I was thinking the same thing along those lines, EA, um, but. Then I just saw, I think it was yesterday, I spotted this post. Um, I guess the EA boss said something really public and rude about uh, Kojima and Konami's uh, relationship being like a, a failing marriage. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you know, it's probably not EA. <laughs> yeah, it's probably not wow. EA, but he's also not wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was thinking Ubisoft uh, would, might be a really good fit because they... they even though they have their annualized stuff too, you know, their Assassin's Creeds and stuff, they are, um, you know, they're taking their time with some of their other franchises, you know, like yeah. they, they didn't crank out another Watch Dogs this year, you know, that kind of a thing. Like, so they're not, and the, and same with uh, Far Cry, they didn't crank out another Far, uh, Far Cry game. So Far Cry. Far Cry. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> the world is I think it's Swedish. Is that Swedish Far Cry? Far Cry game. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, so, I mean, they, they do let some of these franchises breathe and I, and they definitely have the cash to support a Kojima type, uh, project. And I think it's probably the best bet that he would stay, uh, platform agnostic, right? So he would, yeah, yeah, probably. I, I doubt we'll see Sony or Microsoft, scoop him up right but unless they are like willing to pay the bill like that's, right that's so, the big thing yeah so, so that, i know that's the thing i started thinking about that like wow what a huge get that would be if like say sony said okay kojima listen we give all our studios a ton of creative control and we have all this money right now from ps4 here just make your studio and we'll we'll give you 100 million to make a game or something, you know, along those lines, and and getting we'll give like, you whatever you need to make yeah, a game. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you have, you know, take your time. Here's the money. Here's the studio. You know, like and Microsoft obviously has deeper pockets than Sony. Um, yeah. But Sony has that track record of uh, giving a lot of creative control to their studios. Like you always mm-hmm. hear that out of Sucker Punch and Naughty Dog and um and you know a lot of these other studios when they when they go on record to talk about it, their Sony says, okay, here's whatever help you need. Here it is make your game. And I think that in itself would be really attractive to uh, Kojima. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, Microsoft would definitely meddle 
for sure. They would meddle a bit more. Yeah, I feel like they would. But they have deeper pockets, like I said. So right. they, they have so much cash flow just from windows you know <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't Not matter windows 10 is free right now anyway yeah yeah but i mean for enterprise uh you know oh, corporations yeah, businesses they pay so much money to microsoft constantly every day forever so um yeah i mean that's either one of them if they were able to coax kojima into their stable would have such a huge um trump card you know yeah know. you mean donald trump yeah, a Donald Trump card with a with like a weird <laughs> oh comb forward and then flipped back hair piece. Leading in the polls. <laughs> Is that true? That's <laughs> no, sad. I don't know. No, there's no way. <laughs> okay. there, he can't be, but he might be. So Yeah. Uh, so uh, so you yeah. guys want to know what's going to actually happen? Yeah, Please. yeah. Tell us what is actually going to happen, because uh, enough speculation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, July 24th, yeah. Guillermo del Toro did an interview, mm-hmm. uh, and he said... Um, I love working with Kojima-san. We are still in touch. We are still friends and working into doing something together. But it's not going to be Silent Hills. Yeah, and then there was another press release like uh, just a day or two ago that uh, Guillermo said, I'm done with video games. I'm never making another video game. What? Yeah. I don't believe that. <laughs> it's true. That's a real article. So, yeah, so that... Where? Where was that a real article? I will send it to you. I have debunked your truth... And your prediction. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I need to see this. I don't, I, no. I still. No, you got to take my word because we're almost out of time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see it from IGN. He vows to ever make video games. He's done. Uh, he put his heart and soul. He, say that. he put his heart and soul into Silent Hills and then they got, it got canned. He's hurt. He's never going back. Okay. Well, I still think that. Uh, because Guillermo Kojima and um, Norman Reedus are constantly re- retweeting each other right now, I still think that they're uh, in cahoots. Oh, you know what? It could. You know what? If Ko- if Kojima is involved at all, it could just be one of his red herrings. It'd I, be a dirty I won't. Trick. I won't give up yet. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll humor you on this one. So yeah, maybe, I, maybe they are doing something. They're constantly retweeting each other. Like why? You know why? Yeah. Why are they even in touch? So. They're all spooning, having a super best friends video game sleepover right as we speak. Oh, man. I give anything to be there. <laughs> you know, one time uh, I, I went to... Uh, actually, Adam, you, you guys were both with me. We went to uh, the Scott Pilgrim screening. Yes. Oh, yeah, with, the Egyptian. And Guillermo was the moderator. Oh, that was and so Edgar cool. Wright was there. <laughs> it and, was really uh, fun. And that was fun. And then we walked right past Guillermo del Toro. And That's I true. was taller than him. And I <laughs> I'm not taller than many men, but Guillermo's one That's of right. them. That's right. I, I do tend to be taller than Hollywood types for some reason. That's true. I don't know why. That's true. So, anyways. They call uh, him the gentle giant of Hollywood. <laughs> this David Tate kid. <laughs> gentle giant. You know what's funny? One of the guys I'm working with right now is uh, 6'11". He wow. is the tallest person I've ever met, and it's amazing. <laughs> 6'11", that's obscenely tall. Yeah, he is very tall. Um, I'm so, I apologize if we have any seven-footers listening to the podcast he, here. but He does visual <laughs> that's effects crazy. for a living, so that's weird. But anyway. Um, Can't fit so, in a car <laughs> to save his yeah. life. <laughs> so, so I don't know. I actually made a comment about that the other day, like, you know, this we were watching this video, and this lady was having a really hard time getting out of a car, and I was like, man... It's not that hard to get out of a car. And he said, speak for yourself (laughs) because he's 6'11". So uh, anyway, 
I don't know for a fact that Guillermo del Toro and Kojima will make a game. And I was joking about being. Don't certain. take it back now. <laughs> I was pulling a mic and, de- and, and, and they, stating my opinion as fact. Yeah, no, so. and they may be, they may well be making a game still. But who do you think would publish it? That's the real thing. I'm just curious who who do you think he's going to saddle up with? Yeah, it's a good it's a good question. I don't know who would publish it, but I'm sure they wouldn't have a hard time finding someone because no, Guillermo yeah. del Toro, Norman Reedus, and Kojima are nothing to sneeze at. Mm. Is that a I don't know if that phrase applies. Anyway. Nothing to shake your wiener at. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's, <laughs> that is the phrase. I, I'm sorry. That's the turn of phrase that we all know and use in that's common right. society. All right, you guys, end of the show plugs for men. Help support the show for $0 by signing up for a free audiobook on audibletrial.com slash sbfvgs. If you like the show, leave us an iTunes review. That would help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter, sbfvgspodcast. I am Barry White, B-U-R-Y-W-I-T-E. Mike is Taco Douglas. David J. Tate is David J. Tate. (laughs) Go figure. Go figure. And we are also on PSN with those names, except for Mike, who is Taco underscore Douglas. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash SBFVGS or follow the blog at SBFVGSpodcast.wordpress.com. Thank you, gentlemen, for another wondrous episode. Thank you, sir. (laughs) That's all the time we have for Super Best Friends Video Game Sleepover Episode 24. Thank you for listening. We'll be back every two weeks with another even more highly numbered episode, including talk about gaming. Wow, even more highly numbered. (laughs) What are the chances? (laughs) That is crazy. Hit us up on Twitter or Facebook with your questions, topics, or musings if you want to be part of the show. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Hello? Anybody there? Mike? David? See, that's like my number one fear. I mean, I showed up for the podcast, but I just don't know if anybody else going to show up, you know? That's... Sometimes I have nightmares about that. <laughs>